Welcome to a special series of the Her Empowered Divorce podcast. Here, I'm introducing you to a variety of expert professionals for your divorce team. Some you may know about, others you may not. I'm your host, Beverly Price, Divorce and Empowerment Coach. I'd like you to be aware of all the resources available to you that weren't available to me during my divorce because I want your divorce to be a better experience than mine was. From attorneys and mediators to financial experts to real estate and mortgage professionals, domestic violence experts and child-centered divorce, we'll be exploring how these professionals can support you. Through these conversations with incredible divorce professionals, we hope to provide valuable insights and information to empower you to make informed decisions and feel confident as you move forward in the divorce process. We're in your corner, empowering you to be the master of your divorce while feeling confident, capable, beautiful, and stepping into the next best chapter of your life. Join me in each of these episodes for practical advice, actionable tips, and insights to prepare you for this challenging time. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Her Empowered Divorce Expert Series. I'm Beverly Price, your host and divorce and empowerment coach. In this series, I'll be introducing you to a variety of experts from various fields who can help you navigate the divorce process. From coaches to legal professionals, financial advisors to real estate, mortgage lending, and more, and everything in between. My goal is to provide you with all the information and support you need to achieve the best outcome for yourself. This series is for women who are in every phase of the separation or divorce process. So whether you're just thinking about divorce, have separated, are in the midst of the legal or financial negotiations, or already divorced, this series is just for you. Do you ask yourself who I am now and after years of being wife and mother? Do you just want to cover your head and wish the divorce would be over? Do you feel like, oh gosh, those are your questions. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, never mind. I thought that was too good an opening to be true. <laughs> oh, okay. Been there. Done that. Okay, let's try it again. Okay. Sorry about that. No worries. Hello, and welcome to the Her Empowered Divorce Expert Series. I'm Beverly Price, your host and divorce and empowerment coach. In this series, I'll be introducing you to experts from various fields who can help you navigate the divorce process. From coaches to legal professionals, financial advisors to real estate, mortgage lending, and everything in between, my goal is to provide you with all the information and support you need to achieve the best outcome for yourself. This series is for women who are in every phase of the separation or divorce process. So whether you're just thinking about a divorce, have separated, are in the midst of the legal or financial negotiations, or already divorced, this series is just for you. I am thrilled today. It's my pleasure to introduce you to my guest, Susan Guthrie. She's an attorney, 
mediator, and host of a fabulous podcast that I encourage you to listen to. It's called the Divorce and Beyond Podcast. Susan has so many credentials. She's been one of the leading family law attorneys and mediators in the country for more than 32 years. And as an online worldwide expert in online mediation, she has trained over 25,000 professionals in ethical and practical considerations in transitioning to a virtual practice with her innovative Learn to Mediate online program. In late 2020, Susan and legal legend Forrest Woody Moston partnered together to found the Moston Guthrie Academy to provide top-of-the-line training for family lawyers, mediators, and collaborative professionals worldwide. Her award-winning podcast that I mentioned earlier, The Divorce and Beyond Podcast, is one of the top 1.5% of podcasts worldwide, and she is known to millions of listeners around the world as the divorce voice you can trust. Susan, I am so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for being my guest. Well, Beverly, I am absolutely delighted that this worked out, and I am here. Thank you for having me. To start off with, you have so much experience. You've been an attorney and a mediator and a podcast host. Can you tell me which of the three roles you love the most? Oh, that's easy. Podcast host. <laughs> really? Yes, I love and, and doing why the podcast. That? You know, because I get to meet people like you, other professionals, and, you know, when you're a divorce attorney, you help one person at a time, your client. When you are right. a divorce mediator, you help two people at a time, the couple that you're mediating. But when you do a podcast, you can help hopefully millions oh. of people with the information that you can share. And so that's been a wonderful experience for me. Oh, and I have listened to a number of your episodes, and I absolutely love them. So oh, thank you. I'm having a hard time. I was trying to think of which one I loved best <laughs> to come on and talk to you about, but I can't think of one. So um, we talked about that you're going to be talking today about the mistakes that can be made in divorce. So tell me, what are some of the mistakes you see most often? You know... There are these are sort of general mistakes, but these are the things sure. that I would say I see most often. And the first one is really the one that I think almost everyone falls into, and that is rushing into the process, going ah, yes. too fast, right? Everybody, you know, I, th I think it's a matter of should I stay? Should I go? Should I stay? Should I go? We know actually the average for someone to think about whether they will get divorced is up to four years. So that's exhausting, wow. right? That's an yes. exhausting process. But then they make the decision and it's as if some gun went off and a race started and people right. just jump in. And unfortunately, that's where mistakes are made. And those are really hard to dial back. Right. Absolutely. One of the things that I share with my clients is that another big mistake can be letting their emotions hijack them. 
sure. so that their emotions are running their divorce rather than them. What are your thoughts on that? I could not agree with you more. And that's exactly, you know, the next step of the mistake, I think, is when you jump into the divorce process quickly, you are at the height of your emotional state, whether you were the person mm-hmm. who decided that a divorce was going to happen or if you're the person who has been told you're getting a divorce. You know, we usually right. have one or the other. Um, And so I always say, I call it, you should be giving yourself the grace of space in that moment, because when you make a decision about what process to go through, mediation, litigation, collaborative, kitchen table, when you decide what professionals to hire, all of the above, if you make that when you're highly emotional, make those decisions, you're probably going to make the wrong decisions. And it's again, Mm. it's very hard to dial those back. And in fact, I have a solution for that, um, which I'll share with you. My solution is the very first professional you should hire is a coach because a coach is going to help you. I I say it all the time. First professional, because they are wonderful at helping you get your emotions under control and help you then build that team with the right professionals and choose the correct path for your divorce process. Right. I've had some women come to me and say, I don't want my emotions under control. I have a right to my emotions. He cheated. He wronged me. He put me down over the years. I have a right to this and I'm going to go through that process just the way I want. What would you say to them? And I would say, you go, sister. You know, yes, you are (laughs) entitled to your emotions. You're entitled to feel betrayed. You're entitled to feel afraid, sad, fearful, all of those things. You are entitled to that. But what I would say to you as a fellow sister is (laughs) for your own sake, You want to get that under control because you want to plan a beautiful new future and you want to have your divorce unfold in a way that helps you get there. And that is your best, I I hate to use the word revenge, but that is your best path forward. Sure. Well, I think so many times women can look at divorce as this kind of encapsulated thing with um that is to be won versus Mm. lost and not as a almost a springboard to a new life but it's kind of the be all and end all and have trouble seeing forward have you experienced that in the woman that you've dealt with in mediation or litigation yeah, absolutely. And and in women and men. I mean, this is a pretty common issue. And in fact, it's another one of my big mistakes is okay. thinking that the divorce process is going to get you justice, divorce ah. justice or whatever, right? That you're that the wrongs that have been done to you, all those things we were just talking about are in some way going to be made up for in the divorce process. And and I think you and I both know as seasoned professionals, that's that's not what the divorce process is geared for. It's geared for 
getting the two of you separated and sending you forth into your new lives. And so people thinking, well, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to tell the judge what a rat bastard he is or the horrible <laughs> things he did to me. And I'm going to be compensated for that or he's going to be punished. That yes. is not what actually happens in the process. So again, this would be something that will end up holding you back and harming you rather than yourself. Absolutely. I actually knew a woman who had been divorced for eight years and she turned to her ex and said, you haven't suffered enough. No. And that to me, and, and she hung on to that bitterness like a blanket wrapped around her tightly. And a few years down the road, she passed from cancer. And there have been studies shown that the emotions and the stress can have a direct result on your body. And so I've often wondered if some of that bitterness didn't play a part in that disease. Well, and think about that's actually very sad, right? You know, I, yeah. I always tell the story about... Um, I go, you know, I always think divorce attorneys are like doctors. When you go to a cocktail party, if you're a doctor, everyone's like, oh, my elbow hurts or oh, my back. Mm -hmm. When I go to a cocktail party, people hear or heard that I was a divorce attorney. It would be, oh, let me tell you about my divorce. And they'd give you a long story. And I had a woman when I first moved here to Chicago who told me the story of her divorce replete with all the horrible things her ex had done. And right. then she told me it was 27 years since her divorce, yes. 27 years. And she was honestly still living in it. And to me, that was, that's the saddest story I've heard. And I've heard a lot of sad stories as a divorce attorney. Um, but that's him winning, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's him, I, whether he intended it or not. That's he's moved on. He married the person that he had had the affair with. They had been married for 20 years by then. He had moved on, but she was still in that bitterness. And I think that's just the saddest place to be. You know, that's divorce as the end. And I see divorce mm -hmm. as an opportunity for a new and better future. And a beginning. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I have this process where I ask my clients to think about and write about what is their ideal life that they want mm. to create. Love that. And if a woman gets bogged down in that and her ideal life is to get revenge, then the next thing I have her do is I take her through visualizing her tombstone and on it will be, I wanted revenge. And the other alternative is I lived a beautiful life. And I ask her which one of those two which she want. And so it, to me, of course, I'm a very visual person. So I use a lot of visualization in my coaching. But um, I agree with you. It's a very sad, sad, sad. And the other thing is um, those folks, those women may want to be in another relationship. But the question becomes, is anybody going to be attracted to someone that's that bitter? Yeah. I mean, uh -huh. and... And you have so much, so many opportunities really to, I mean, you're in a relationship 
whether they wanted the divorce or you wanted the divorce or they cheated on you, you're in a relationship that is not a fulfilling functional relationship or it wouldn't be ending. And right. it, it, you know, you have, I mean, I'm a person who's remarried. I've been remarried and with my, my current husband for, well, we've been together for over 20 years. And the, the thought that right. I wouldn't have had this relationship if I had stayed in that first relationship to me is just, you know, to, you go for the tombstone that says live a happy okay. life. There's so much more out there for you. Mm-hmm. And you've, you've really hit on a key point that I think is truly important. I love that you do this with your clients is to sit down and, and look at a plan, make a plan about mm-hmm. what you want that future to look like. I think so many people, you know, in a marriage, good or bad, they they see a future and and it is set they they have an idea mm-hmm. of what it will look like and then suddenly divorce and that future <laughs> is a black hole that is not right. a scary black hole it's a blank slate where you right. get to decorate as you wish you want a pink absolutely. couch absolutely go get a pink couch right you can do anything you want and it's so it's freedom it's opportunity it's it's a chance to do and be what you want to be and it's a chance to be what you want him to be and not what he wanted you to be yeah yeah i love that that's a beautiful way to put it and be you know many times you talked to um at one point about you know having been a wife and a mother Sometimes as your marriage ends and those role, well, mother, you'll always be a mother, but wife ends. Sometimes that that is that opportunity to redefine who you are entirely um, and, and have that moment in time. And it can be a little scary, but think about just like you do with the tombstone. If I could be anything when I grow up. What would I want to be? And you don't get to do that at 30, 40, 50 years of age. We talk about when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grow up? This is one of those rare opportunities adults get to make changes and choices. And I think so often women uh, spend their lives being devoted and taking care of a husband and a child and ignoring themselves. And I think when it comes to defining that ideal life, they're almost at a loss. They don't know where to start because their life has always been lived through others. Yes. Well, and I think that's another point about why a coach is so important, right? Because not only is a coach in the moment going to help you with the emotional management and regulation, but a coach is skilled at, as, as you work with your clients and you talked about the exercises you do and the visual, visualizations, helping you start to plot that path forward. Think about that plan. Come up with strategies to get you there. I always, always tell people, you know, sit down and instead of focusing on what happened in the marriage, because that's where everyone goes, who did what, who did what <laughs> wrong. It, it's just right. the, you know, you're looking at the past. Turn it around and look at the future because as you negotiate your divorce, you want to be working that way, not that way. Mm -hmm. And you want to to negotiate terms that are going to help you with that beautiful new future that you've plotted out. 
I almost envision that as a swirling chair. Me too. <laughs> that you just I turn it. And it's either too. way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I've been divorced and I have a lot of practice at it. And yeah. you've been divorced. <laughs> what is, what is, what are some of the things you learned from your divorce that you incorporate in your life today? Oh, gosh. I learned, number one lesson that I learned is you have to own your own role in whatever mm. happens. You have to right. have the integrity and and the self-worth to do the work on yourself, own your own role, clean up your side of the street, and take care of yourself and move forward. So the take care of yourself would be lesson two. You got to own your side of the street. And number two is self-care. I learned yeah. to really value and be adamant about my self-care. So Beautiful. important. Absolutely. Ooh, I'm one who looks at statistics quite a bit. And so some of the latest statistics I've seen is that 80% of women don't feel confident. And that leads to low self-esteem and low self-worth. So to do some of these things, as you said, you need to have some self-worth to be able to do that. <clears throat> and sometimes women are so low down that they're incapable of pulling themselves up by the bootstraps and, and moving on and need yes. support and need help. Um, and I think that... Um, one of the things that, that a divorce does, and I like the analogy too of a trash compactor, yeah. if your self-esteem is here and you put a divorce on top of it, it's just going to go down like that. <clears throat> what are some of the things that you do or you've seen other women do that can can raise that up a little bit? That lack Such of self-esteem, that lack of self-worth. Yeah, such a good question. And I do think it starts with that self-care because <laughs> in that okay. moment, you're already low and, and the trash compactor is a perfect analogy because because you're already weak, it's like a can that's already started to be crushed. It's easier to crush it now because it's already wrinkled. Um, yeah. So we're like a wrinkly can when we're <laughs> when we're feeling. Um, and Ooh. and I and the self-care would be you know, doing what you need to do for you to make you feel better, to sustain you. And sometimes it's as simple as, you know, just even taking the time to to realize that you need a rest or that, you know, something interests you or excites you. Um, but really taking time for yourself. And that can be so hard, I know, especially for moms who are supporting children, at whatever age you can have adult children mm -hmm. who still you know struggle through divorce um but definitely and and i think where you can and again this probably goes to having the right support team in place but where you can letting yourself have a little bit of excitement just a little yeah. bit as the door starts to crack open mm. on the possibilities of your future it could be hard Beautiful. to do i love that yeah, I absolutely love that idea. Love that. Uh, what kinds of self-care do you do for you? You know, I 
I have found all kinds of new ways. I will say doing the podcast for me uh-huh. is a form of self-care. Uh, right. You know, attorneys aren't a particularly creative bunch. Um, unless you <laughs> you think crafting a, a good closing argument is, is creative. <laughs> and so 30 plus years in that format of my professional life, I didn't get to be a creative person, outgoing and, and all that. And with the podcast, I get to be very social. I get to meet a lot of people. I get to do social mm-hmm. media around that. I get to make graphics and all of those things. And for me... Not everyone I know, but for me, that feels like um, good time, enjoyable time. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I've learned the hard way because I have great workaholic tendencies that I've learned the hard way about the crash when you're not taking care of yourself and then you kind of crash and say, that I I have always learned through the school of hard knocks. And so that has taught me that I have to practice self-care. Oh, well, and it's a good point on the self-care, you know, former divorce litigator, burnout yeah. is, I mean, my middle name, oh, yeah. you know, right? I, I can burn that midnight oil with the best of them and did. That was my job. Uh, I yeah. was good. I was very good at what I did, um, but I would get exhausted. And sometimes... My self-care is Netflix and a bowl of popcorn. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tonight. I my that's husband, fine. Right? Yeah. My husband's yeah. out of town. I already have a plan for Netflix this evening where I'm doing nothing except hanging with my dogs. And to me, that's recharging as well. We have gotten addicted in my house to the Alec Murdoch oh, trial yeah. and watching all the, the things to do with that. So oh, that's yeah. a lot of popcorn. Um, so, um, let's see, what is one thing that one change a woman can make that you think would help enhance her divorce journey? So I would say one change would be to, to take the focus off of your ex and take the focus off of your children to a certain extent. And again, this is going to sound repetitive, but I talk to women and I suspect you do every day who, when you talk to them about what's happening in the divorce or what's happening in their day, it is a litany of what their ex did, of what he's doing, Mm -hmm. of what he isn't giving So maybe it's a little bit more, maybe I flesh this out and say, it's accepting you have no control over your ex and you can only Uh control your responses to them. And maybe that's really where it is. That acceptance that you can only change and control yourself is where the magic happens. Absolutely. It really is. What I believe is the more I'm blaming other people, the more I don't have to work on myself because it's all their fault. Oh, yeah. And that is my first step on the road to a victim mentality. And I, I'm not talking about the victim that comes with domestic violence or the victim that has something awful happen. I'm talking about the way we can think 
that always puts us in the place that it's everybody's fault but mine. And that stops me from the road to self-awareness and growth. Yes, you put that so well, and and I would agree with you. And I find it interesting. I work with um, victims of intimate partner violence and domestic abuse, um, and it's very interesting because when you talk with them, they very often do not want to be defined as a victim. They would like to Absolutely. be defined as a survivor. And yes. I, I have to tell you, one of my things now that I'm older in life, and I've I've you know evolved. One of the things I have the hardest time dealing with is a victim mentality in someone <laughs> because the only person who has the power to make you a victim is you. <laughs> And it's the saddest been, thing we see. Yeah, I've been actually the victim of domestic violence, but I've also had to own my own victim mentality later in my life. So I've kind of been on both sides of the coin. And um, there are things you can do on either side of the coin. But to me, the 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 long-term damage is is different. One's, well, it's hard to say they're different because there's so many things that are similar. But um, that victim mentality really stunts my growth. It, 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 again, it's the choice of the tombstone that says it's his fault. Yeah. You know, and um, and it really does, unless you can change that and shift your thinking. So, um, what other divorce professionals? You said a coach. Yes. What other divorce professionals do you frequently suggest that a woman should work with? So, all in almost all cases, I truly believe, especially for women, and is, and if they have not been the breadwinner or you know or have empowerment around money, I think for their sake, it is absolutely vital they have a CDFA or a financial professional who is there on their support yes. team, not a neutral that's helping in the divorce process. Um, and that's for a variety of different reasons, but most of that is people, women especially, have a great deal of fear around money when mm -hmm. it comes to divorce for good reason. And a financial expert is not going to be able to make money magically appear, although they can find money or help you make the money that's right. available work better, but they can educate you and help you to understand and make good choices about money and make good choices that are going to help move you forward to that beautiful new future that you and I have been talking about. And so Absolutely. I think you know people will always say the two things that I hear most often about hiring additional team members. Everyone thinks, oh, I need a divorce attorney. Maybe. But I think you also need a coach and you need a divorce financial professional, probably a CDFA. I think they're equally as important. They're like the three legs of a stool. If you're missing one of them, your stool is not sturdy. And that, and the money that you spend on the three of them will save you money on the entire process. Because if you're not emotional and you have a plan because you had a coach, your divorce will go by faster 
and you will make better choices. And if you have a financial professional, you are going to make better financial choices and use the money that you do have in a better way. So, Oh, that's beautiful. It's so important. Those are my three key members. Gotcha. I have run into some women too that are the victim of financial abuse. Yes. Where their husband has kept them out of all of the finances. And uh, so when it comes time to pull that information, they don't even know where to turn. What would you suggest to those women? So it depends on your financial capability because we have a range okay. of options. Um, you know, for my ultra high net worth clients, my high net worth clients, there are wonderful forensic accountants out there that are going to get that information. Money is very hard to hide. Trust me. Right. I mean, I've spent 32 years chasing other people's money. It's hard to hide. <laughs> so if you can afford to find that that person and hire that person to go look for it, that's wonderful. But if you can't, you can still get educated and become your own sleuth to the extent that you can. And that is anything from there are wonderful resources out there like My Divorce Solution, um, the Divorce Money Guide, which is a yes. product. Have you talked with? Yes. I mean, Tracy, yeah. Tracy Cohen is fantastic. Her product is, I think, like $500, and it gives you the skill set to be what Tracy is, which is one of the top forensic accountants in the country. You know, exactly. There are books. Uh, my my colleague and friend Lily Vasilev, who's another of the top CDFAs in the country, wrote a wonderful book called Divorce in Your Money that is like an encyclopedia of everything you need to know about divorce in your money. Uh, so wow. the thing that people don't do that I, I highly recommend as part of the entire process is get educated themselves. Mm -hmm. Your power comes from your own knowledge. Most people want to walk into an attorney's office, take their file, dump it in an attorney's lap, and, and be done with it until the attorney finishes mm -hmm. it. That is the least empowering, least helpful way to go through your divorce and i say that and to you as a divorce attorney and way way into the most expensive absolutely yeah. and and i've also heard attorneys talk about clients coming in and wanting the attorneys to be their emotional counselor yep. yes their therapist yep. and one of the things i suggest to women is to envision a box with a lid and a lock and anytime they're going to walk into an attorney's office or have conversation with their ex, I want them to open that box, take all of their emotions and put it in that box, shut the lid and lock it. Go do your thing, come back. And if you want to take all those emotions back and put them back on, that's great. But don't take them into what needs to be a business-like transaction. 100%. And I'll tell you... You know, I've had clients for years and years who would come into my office or call me at the time and say, Susan, I, I just need to vent. And <laughs> I'd be like, absolutely, just understand you're venting at $500, $600 an hour. Your therapist is a lot less expensive. Your best friend okay. is a lot less expensive. Your mom is a lot less expensive. <laughs> and... 
I'm an attorney. At the end of listening to you vent, unless there's a legal issue here, there is literally nothing I can do for you other than tell you that I'm sorry that this happened, you feel this way, or any of that. Right. It is the least productive way to spend your attorney's time. And people do it every day. Every yeah. day. I always Absolutely. knew I had a client who had a good coach. When they would walk into their meeting with me as their attorney, and they would have their notebook, and they would have their written out questions that they had worked up with their coach, and they would ask me their questions in a clear and coherent way. We'd have a very business-like, informative meeting. They'd leave with their go-to-do, you know, to-dos, or I'd have my to-dos, and they would go forward and and go back. Those those were the most productive, and I'll be honest with you, at the end of the process, those were the happiest clients because yes. they got an outcome that it was as close to what they wanted as was possible. And I think that um, that experience and that uh, putting one foot in front of the other also prepares them for a happier life because yes. they will have to do that for themselves, you know, later on. Yes. Susan, you have been a fabulous guest. I have just thoroughly enjoyed this. How can our listeners find you? The easiest way is through the podcast, Divorce and Beyond. Um, there's a website, divorceandbeyondpod.com, and they can reach out to me through, there's a, a, a email right on the website, and they can reach out. And I always love to hear from people, and if I can be helpful, um, I try to be as helpful as possible. So Thank you. Thank you so much for having uh, me too. Oh, absolutely. Well, all of Susan's information will be available in the show notes along with mine. So don't worry if you didn't have a chance to write it down. And you can find all of them at herempowereddivorce.com on the podcast page or wherever you listen to podcasts. So thank you for being with Susan and me on this episode of the Her Empowered Divorce Expert Series. I believe that women helping women is our superpower. That's why I'm bringing you powerful women experts in all the areas of the divorce process. Divorce is not the time for guesswork when so much expertise is available. Remember, you don't have to go through this divorce process alone. There are so many experts ready and willing to help. So if you're just thinking of divorce, have separated, are in the midst of negotiation, or already divorced, I can also connect you with a variety of divorce professionals to help. Join me for the next episode of this series where we'll be diving deeper into what other expert professionals can do for you. And continue to watch the Her Empowered Divorce podcast even after we've completed this divorce expert series. Thank you and take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Her Empowered Divorce Expert Series podcast episode. We hope that you have found the information shared in this episode valuable to you no matter what stage you are in divorce. Remember that it can be a challenging time, but with the right support and guidance, it can also be a time of growth and empowerment. If you are interested in learning more about divorce coaching, 
how it should be the leader of your divorce team and how it can help you navigate this difficult process, be sure to visit my website at herempowereddivorce.com and request a free consultation. We also encourage you to check out our other episodes and resources on the website and to stay tuned for more expert insights and advice on how to create a positive, empowered divorce experience. Take care and we'll see you soon.